Welcome to Wisdom Plug Podcast with your host, Yemi Davids. The wiser you are, the better you live. <laughs> I, I, I looked at the story of Nebuchadnezzar, the king, the, the, the uh, emperor of the Babylonian Empire, you know, at that time. And at the end of tw- uh, 12 months, he, he stood at the top of his palace, and he saw the glory of Babylon. Babylon was the greatest empire in those days. And you know, if you don't understand this, you just ah, say, I'm, I'm great. You look at what you have achieved. And many of us are going to get to realms where you look at your, your business, you look at your career, your family, or your ministry, if you're a minister of the gospel, and if, you're not, if you don't understand this, you can begin to arrogate it to your expertise. Especially when men are saying it to, you know, ah, man, I was in a, a training one time and an associate pastor was asking a question. He said, he started a church beside his former church. I said, what happened? He said, he left the, his former church. I said, what happened? He said, he preached one day and then members of the church were just hailing him that he preaches better than his senior pastor. And I said, what did you do? He said, well, it wasn't my fault. <laughs> And then he said, blah, 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 blah. So that's why he left to start his own. That, is, that means I can do it too. I said, thank you for, thank God you're asking this question. Uh, go back and repair it first. Because if you're not careful, what you have done, you will reap a hundredfold of it. The motive for starting is not that like God called you. It's because they say you can preach better and then there's no, no opportunity here. So let me do my own. People can put in problems. Oh yes, the voice of carnality. You are better than him. You are this one than him. And then you two, yes. And those people, they push you. When you now reach Oju Ogun, sorry, what's Oju Ogun in English? They now back off. How many a woman have been pushed out of a matrimonial home by wrong friends? And when the crisis erupted, those friends were not there again. How many a man had been misbehaving and then when crisis erupts, no money, nothing, those friends disappeared. Humility will always furnish us with more grace. Let's go. The next one is after a great victory. After a major victory, after a successful program for business and career people, a big breakthrough, like in football, when you score a goal. After any major victory, be sober, be vigilant. Let's read that scripture. Uh, First Peter, I think chapter 5, verse 8. I'm saying, you know, wait, some of us are listening now. You understand it when, as you grow in greatness, you are most vulnerable after a major achievement. There's this excitement. There's this celebration. Which is, and it's not wrong to celebrate. But that's when you're most vulnerable because your guards are down. It looks like you're invincible. It says, be sober, be, oh my good Lord. All the men in the house, can you read with me? One, two, go. Sober, be, why? Seeking who? Many years ago in Nigeria, the military president wanted to kind of pacify some younger officers. They were major, uh, major, you know, major, you know, major, majors. <laughs> and they bought them brand new cars for the very first time in their life. Brand new cars. But guess what happened? 
Many of them were cruising it in Kaduna, and many of them died in accident. Unfortunate. <laughs> when you press it, you understand. And the road is free. Brand new. <laughs> Excitement. And then you died. You won't die in Jesus' name. Excitement. I read about Dubai, how many of their teenagers died on the highway, not by <laughs> terrorist attack. On a Sunday, Saturday evenings, most of the time on weekends, the teenager would just pick his dad's Ferrari, all those very, what they call, give me examples of Ferrari, Lamborghini, all those ones, and just zoom, and next thing brings out. Just excitement. Not because there were terrorist attack, there was no war, just excitement. So when you get your first billion, first 1.5 million, first victory, first job, calm down. Give God praise. Oh, you can celebrate, but your eyes are open. It says, be sober, be vigilant. Vigilante of your life. Many of our communities now have what? Uh -huh, to keep watching the night. <laughs> because... We need extra watch. Be sober, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil walks, is walking about. That means there's nobody on the, on the list. It's the one that is available and the one that is unnecessarily excited and vulnerable are the ones that will pick up. He's walking around, you know, like a roaring lion seeking not whom he may bite, whom he may devour. So some people can have a celebration in a particular month and yet the next month can be horrible stories. Because of carelessness. Now the other side of this is, you need to keep your prayer altar on fire. Many times, I've said it here, prosperity can kill your prayer life. It's not easy to pray when AC is there. You are cool, you sleep, you just be sleeping. But when there is heat, and flies, and what? Oh glory to God. And what? You will wake up and pray. And yet, we are to prosper in God. May you not be sleepy and the devil attacking your household. Or attacking your life in the name of Jesus Christ. Awake thou that sleepest and Christ shall give thee light. So be sober, be vigilant. It's not just about, okay, no, you are, you are, you are on the attack. In fact, after a major victory, launch an attack. Like, you know, you're just sanitizing the environment. Because a thief is always attracted to where there are treasures. And when you have victory, some treasures just came into your life. Either financial treasure or business victory. You attract the thief. The thief doesn't go to a place where they don't have anything in that sense. So you attract the attention of this wicked thief. So when you understand that, that is why you are even fasting. That you got the job on Monday, you are fasting on Tuesday. Not taking off spiritually for one week. You now go out with friends and drinking. And then on, on the next thing, on the job, they say they made a mistake with the CV. It's not the one that was supposed to be sent to you. Our victory will not be turned to losses. Tell your neighbor, be sober. Be vigilant. Hallelujah. Then, uh, let's talk about um, persistence of Satan. One of the tactics of the devil, which some of us might have noticed, is he's very persistent. Maybe because he doesn't have a time frame. 
You know, we count in days and hours, but he's been there for thousands of years. So time does not really bother him. So he can stay on a matter for a long time. And one of the weaknesses of people is anytime something persists, you give in easily. So the devil tries to deploy. That's why sometimes you see yourself trying to ward off some things in your life. It doesn't seem to be going. Or it looks like it's going and sneaking back. The answer to Satan's persistence is what? Persistence. Is persistence for, uh, but you are the higher power. Luke 18 verse 1 says, Men ought always to pray and not to, aha, you stay on it too. After a while you see him, bam. But to not think because I just did it and then it's the over. No, you stay on it. I mean, as a campus boy in those days, I've seen many ladies that succumb to going out with a guy just because of persistence. Well, the wrong guy. Let me use that word. Wrong in quote. I mean, at the beginning, the lame lady will come and tell you and say, I don't like him. I hate him. He, he, he's not my type. No problem. And after three months, you see two of them coming out of a restaurant. But you told us three months ago that you hated him. And you assumed that they would never date. But boys know how, you know, the way you used to do it. <laughs> you just be calling the guy. You, you will fight her. After lecture, you will see him at the door. What are you looking for, Stephen? What is it now? Is it wrong to love somebody? Stephen, I'm warning you. Just keep, when, every time you warn me, I feel good. Ah. Your warning fertilizes my heart. Ah. And then she, she gets home in the night, he calls. Until one day, from warning, just becomes, I was lecture. It was fine. Justin, Just talking. And then the next day, the lady now be expecting Stephen's call. And then Stephen does not call intentionally. And I, st- I didn't do it to them, not talk too much. I don't say, Pastor, how did you learn all these things? <laughs> I didn't do it. The blood has cleansed me from all the righteousness. <laughs> some matters that matter to destiny, I want you to assume that persistent mode that I know go agree. The devil might appear like this thing cannot change. It will change. Men ought always to pray. So don't faint over it. Don't give up. There is something about weariness that gives Satan an advantage. No, do not be weary. Men not always to pray and not to faint. When you feel like fainting, ask the Holy Spirit to give you more strength, right? And then you keep firing and you keep praying and then you keep pressing. The word is pressing. It comes, that's what we call it breakthrough. Something is like holding you back. Something is like blocking you. You, you, want, to, you want to push and get on the other side. You must be persistent. In fact, if you have to pray for grace, for persistence, pray for that grace. But it works. Our church won't be here without persistence. There are things that appear in the ministry or appear in the family that looks like it can never work. No, 
with God. All things are what? Possible. God is a God of possibilities. As long as it's in his word, as long as it is written in his word and it's covered by the covenant, you sit on it until the fullness of time. And many of us need this because you give up too easily and the devil likes that. And how does he know? You stop talking to God about it. Somewhere within you, you've accepted it as your condition, as my destiny. I'm not sure I can make it. No. 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 I, I want to stop here. Um, we'll, we'll continue next week Wednesday on overcoming discouragement. Can we have the slide on discouragement? The, the, at the root of satanic attacks is discouragement. This thing is almost like an offset, uh, a subset, sorry, of persistence. When the thing gets to a level, you are discouraged. It wants you to lose faith or lose fire. When people start asking God some things, check the fire in their prayer. They believe God. After a, a, a great message on prosperity or fruitfulness, ah, man, I am fruitful. But after six months, only you know, Lord Jesus. The fire is beginning to go down. The person is getting discouraged. Discouragement makes people take shortcuts. Even what I said earlier about hearing the wrong counsel, the devil can use discouragement first. So you are now open, and they now send somebody. Let's go and meet Baba, a lady in our church. She ran to me that day. In our family, she's been telling them, God will do the fruitfulness. They left her. They will come back again. He said, my God will do it. After like five years, he said, one day, and the auntie now said, now that it looks like God has not done it. They told her clearly, can we go and see? And you know, that statement scattered her. And she cried to me and said, Pastor, I, I don't know what to do. I, I, they've been leaving me. They come. But now they now say, okay, now that you've tried God in court. She, but she said she prayed one prayer that, Lord, you heard what my sister just said or my auntie. Answer me. She took in that month. Oh, yes, in our church. Because she, she was tempted to follow. How many people have married the wrong person? Oh, I've been praying for a husband. Pray, pray, pray. Describe to God. God described to me. And after 10 years, Father, anyone. You don't even say God. Anyone. Anyone. And the devil sends anyone. And then the marriage that you waited for for 10 years now breaks after 10 months. So next Wednesday, we'll dig into overcoming discouragement. There are tactics to it. It's not hard. <laughs> discourage. Just remove the this. And they will now say, I can encourage us. David encouraged himself. One of the virtues of greatness is ability to do what? Encourage yourself. We had MLF recently. Many of us were there when the sound went off, right? Uh, so what should I do? I said, if you like, let the light go off. And one pastor called me from Oweri. He said he was looking at me when those things were happening to see my reaction. And he learned a great lesson. Poise and posture. Not that the devil touches you small like this. What's wrong with you? Just small thing. The devil just tried to just small. Small. The old student has a problem in your family. What is that? What is that? What is that? Face forward. Be strong in the Lord. 
I told myself, the people handling the technical thing, they've been working since. They've done their best. They're not bad people. I, could, I can't blame them. It's more, it can't be them. It's the devil. That dark devil. That honey, <laughs> wicked, jealous, stupid devil. They tried. They've been working. They've been working since preparing for the meeting. They've given their, it can't be them. What is that? <laughs> Satanus Diabolos. And you don't have any money in your pocket. Everybody in the family will know. But they know when they have money. And they say, I couldn't have money. And when any money enter your pocket, they also know. Yeah, you, Adaka. What is that? What is that? <laughs> we'll talk more next week. Rise up on your feet, people of God. Rise up on your feet. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. One of my friends was in a conference many years ago, and Rick Warren, this great man of God, wanted to pray for him. He looked at him. He prayed a very simple prayer. He said he didn't understand that prayer at that time. But when he started ministry, you know, he said, you will not be discouraged. He looked like a very uh, discouraged. What? He thought you were imparting with power. He said, you will not be discouraged. If you understand discouragement, <laughs> it's the John the Baptist to an attack. When the devil wants to launch a major attack on someone, he first sends discouragement to get them ready so the attack can be successful. So when you see discouragement, you fight it. And as I said earlier, be careful of the attitude of trying to get encouragement from outside. It may never come. And you make people an idol or you put unnecessary pressure on people that also need encouragement. Learn to talk to yourself. You've lost money. Yes, money you have gone. Bye-bye. I will make another. You tell yourself, you hear me? Another money will come. Another opportunity will come. A relationship ended. You made a mistake. Yes. Eze has gone. Toto Chuku will come. <laughs> Talk to yourself. Don't, don't wait for your wife or your wife. You'll be spreading a dark cloud all around the church, all around people. No, there are many other people that need it, not you. David's men thought of stoning him. Do you understand that? Not enemies, his men. They were all crying. He lost his own wife and, and family in the crisis. And they, they didn't like whatever happened. They thought of stoning him. But David encouraged himself. Find a verse. Talk to the Holy Spirit. As where there is life, there is hope. This is not the end of my story. A man is not old until he stops learning. When you stop learning, you start dying. Learning is the key to greatness. Join us every Sunday at Global Impact Church at The Goodland, Ifako Bus Stop, Oworonshoki, Ogbudu Expressway, Lagos, Nigeria. Host, Yemi and Bimbo Davids. For inquiries, visit www.globalimpactng.org. Global Impact Church. Think greatness. Achieve greatness.